thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Welcome and uh, welcome online as well, those who are watching at home. A um, few notices. Um, you can book in every week. We're up to 60 uh, on the actual official list. <laughs> um, can I just ask you this? There's no condemnation. But please, can you just check each Sunday that you are on the list? Because every week so far, the last couple of weeks, there's been a few people who thought they'd booked in, but they've probably booked in for December or something like that. Hopefully by then we won't need to book in. But um, can you just make sure that whenever you book in, that you've got a confirmation email for the day? Because we do, we are, we are now filling to the maximum level we can at the moment. Uh, we should have a little bit of an overflow space next week for the odd one. I don't mean you're odd if you come, but for the odd person, okay? So that's the first thing. Secondly, uh, our book study group starts this week on Friday afternoon. Uh, the book is Storylines by Mike Pilavacci and Andy Croft. If you fancy joining in, you read a chapter of the book a week, we get together for 40 minutes or so, we have a chat about what we've enjoyed, and that's it. It's nice, it's about nine of us at the moment. If you can't make Friday afternoon because you're at work or doing something else, then contact me, and I'll happily put together another group sometime that can meet and do the same thing another time. So there we go. So there's the challenge accepted. Okay. It's been great to... uh, have different people sharing over the last few weeks, and that will hopefully continue. Um, we're also looking at possibly putting together an online comms class, maybe, so that those who are interested and feel they've got a gift in that way could perhaps start to explore that, uh, as well as an online sort of heart of worship session, which looks at people who have got a real heart for worship. Because um, the people who, it's great to know Ewan's back in the worship team. We've had a bubble, or several bubbles, over the last few months. Um, so it's great to be able to start expanding that a little bit. Um, but yeah, just if that's something that's on your heart, you need to recognize as well that this isn't the only thing those people do generally. It is part of uh, their service, but also there's other things that we need to do. So I think that's enough notices. You've probably forgotten them anyway. So let's crack on, shall we? Okay. We finish our series. If you've not been before, we've been looking at the book of Psalms. And the Psalms, we've called it a soundtrack for our life. Uh, because the Psalms was the songbook, if you like, that Jesus would have used. And today we finish with Psalm 150, which is a call to praise. That After they descended to the temple, it was a call for everyone to say, come on, let's worship the king. Let's worship Jesus. But today I want to say to you, bog off. Okay, how rude. But last week, Jeff shared, and he shared one thing that has been on my mind all week. And I thought, actually, I need to have a buy one, get one free. I wasn't telling you to bog off, honest. A buy one, get one free. Maybe I should have said a two for, a two for one. So today, we're not just going to look at Psalm 150. We're going to quickly look at Psalm 117. Because it's been on my mind all week. If you were on the prayer Zoom on Sunday night, I shared a few thoughts on it then. But it's a call to praise and we finish by looking at the end of this book, the call to praise. 
what can you tell me about Psalm 117? Jeff, what, what's important about Psalm 117 that you mentioned last week? It's the shortest one. So if you say, oh, I struggle to read the Bible, it's too much. There's two verses. Dead easy. So we're going to read it in a minute. Two verses, and it is smack bang in the middle of your Bible. If you were to open your Bible right in the center, you would find 117. Psalm 117, okay? So Psalm 117, let's read it, okay? It should hopefully come up behind me as well if you haven't got a Bible. It says this. Obviously, it's not smack bang in the middle of a computer, just saying, but smack bang in the middle of the book. Psalm 117, verses 1 to 2 say this. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all you peoples. For great is his love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Two verses, yeah? Simple, isn't it? Dead easy to read, probably quite easy to understand. Today isn't rocket science, it's not even chemistry degree, so it's not rocket science. It is simple. The message version of this, of this translation says, his love, that's God, his love has taken over our lives. Wow. Can we say that? If you're a Christian today, if you follow Jesus, if you're in love, if you are part of God's family, can you genuinely say, his love has taken over our lives? Has it taken over my life and yours? Wow. That's what it has the power to do. You know, there are certain foods that are made better by what's in the middle of them. Would you agree? Yeah? Certain food that's made better. Many of you, if you've been for a long time to Springmount, you'll know I love the Lindor chocolate balls, okay? Do you know what's so good about Lindor chocolate balls or oh, that gooey bit in the middle? Yeah? That's the thing that makes it, oh, yes. And I thought there was nothing better than the original, but actually I've tried the salted caramel ones now. Very nice. The middle is what makes it good. Cadbury's cream eggs. Without the middle, it's just chocolate. Chocolate's good, but it's what makes it special. The middle, you know, chicken Kievs. <laughs> Maybe some of you think, actually, I'd rather do without the garlic butter. But actually, it's what makes a chicken Kiev, isn't it? The middle. And especially those creamy cheese and ham ones that you can buy, you know, those of you who like beige food. But anyway, yeah, the middle makes it special. Or a pasty from Greg's. Without the middle, it's just pastry, yeah? Without, somebody's a Greg's fan in this morning. Without the middle, it's just pastry. Might be nice pastry, but it's the middle. And it's what is at the heart of those things that make it what it is. And so here's your point for Psalm 117. It's smack bang in the middle. What does it tell us? It's at the heart of the Bible. What does it tell you and me today? It says this. Verse 1. Come and celebrate and praise God. Worship a God, no matter what your nationality, no matter what your background, no matter where you are in terms of your position in life, come and worship God. All people, all nations, it's for everybody, right at the heart, right in the middle, that gooey center, that special thing that makes it everything. God is for everybody. You are not an afterthought. You are not an afterthought. God loved the world. Before you were born, he loved you. You're not an afterthought. You're not forgotten. And right at the heart of God's word, that's what it says. Yeah? I told you, at the beginning, people online 
we have a little bit of a, a chat with everyone that's gathered here, and I say, all we can see is this. So they need to make a real effort to show me that they're smiling, otherwise I just think they're staring at me saying, Johnny, shut up. Okay, so I need smiles, as my daughter would say. Okay, we're all invited. It's great to be invited to stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Now they're all responding because they're scared. It's okay. You're all invited. You're all invited. Who by? God. Wow. That doesn't get you excited this morning. I'd go back to bed. The God who made it all, the creator of the universe, everything beautiful, the sunrises and sunsets that Bobby has photographed on Facebook this week, the sunsets that other people have seen. God made it all and he invites you. Wow. That's verse one. Nobody's left out. Verse two. What's at the heart of the Bible? What's at the core of it? What makes it special? His great love. His faithfulness that lasts forever. Now you can see why it's been on my mind all week, can't you? Right at the heart. All can do it because he loves you. Simple, as the meerkats say. Right in the middle. What makes the Bible stand out? God's message. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Right in the middle. The gooey center. The thing that makes it what it is. His faithfulness. He will never let you down. Other people will. Other things will. Even Christian. I'm, I will let you down. I sometimes let people down. But God never will. God never will. And where's it found? Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right at the heart, like a stick of Blackpool rock that says Blackpool, 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 running all through it. It says all the way through his word, he loves you. He loves you. You're not left out. You're not alone. The main message, his love, his faithfulness, and it's for you. Psalm 117, read it. His love, his faithfulness, and it's for you. There you go, there's your first one, okay? Simple message. I could stop now, we could all go home happy. Would you agree? Some of you would go home happier if I stopped now, yeah? I appreciate that. Well, anyway, I've not done for two weeks, so I've got to get it out of my system, okay? Some nervous energy. So, anyway, <laughs> I know this week it has brought back memories, and I have thought, you know, the Bible says meditate on his word. That means chew it over, chew it over. Don't just read a massive big... I often... I often speak to people and say, if you went for steak and chips, you wouldn't get the steak on your fork and ram it all in because it'll make you sick or kill you. Yeah, wouldn't it, Paul? Yeah, some of those steaks I see you and Danny eating, it, it would kill you. You have to chop it into little bits and enjoy each mouthful, don't you? It's the same with the Bible. Meditate, chew it over. I've been chewing that over all week, Jeff, because of what you said, and I thought, wow. And it's been, what is, it's better than thinking about what I'm going to eat for my tea. And it's better than thinking about what I'm going to watch on the telly. So read it. It's what great God love is about. Are you searching for meaning this morning? Maybe you're searching for answers. Get to the heart of it. Get to the middle. God loves you. And he doesn't leave you out. That's it. Okay, I'll, I'll move on. I can see you're excited. So we finished the series with Psalm 150. Psalm 150 is at the end. It's the culmination of all these psalms. And it says this. Let's read it together, okay? The words are going to come on the screen. We're going to, we're going to join in together. A bit of participation. Obviously quietly so we don't spray across the room our, our, our germs. Not that we've got any germs because you've all come, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Psalm 150, starting at verse 1. This is only six verses. This isn't long either. Easy. Right, are we ready? Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. 
Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Make sure you put a Y in there, not an I-A. Okay? Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Easy, yeah? Have you got breath this morning? Yeah? Well, if you haven't, I need to phone an ambulance. So yeah, just wave if you've got breath this morning. Yeah, excellent. Okay, a few people didn't wave, that's worrying. If at home you've not got breath, I hope you're with somebody. Let everything that has breath do what? Praise God. Surely that's what it's about. If you've got breath this morning, use it to praise God. The last five Psalms all start with the Hebrew word, hallelujah. You've heard it maybe. You might have sung hallelujah, praise the Lord at school, especially if you're in one that I was in. It means praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Yah or praise the Lord. If you've ever been to Disneyland or seen Disneyland on the television, at the end of the day of queuing and arguing and paying too much for food, all the theme parks are available with exactly the same conditions. If you've ever been there for the day and you've, you've, you've experienced it, what happens at the end of the day is this. Everybody gathers in front of Cinderella's castle and they wait for what seems like hours with kids going, oh, I want to go to bed. But they wait until this finale of explosion happens. And if you've never been, it is incredible. There's no way of explaining it. It is the most amazing firework display you would ever see. Everybody gathers together for the climax of the day, the culmination of everything, and it's just an explosion of celebration. It's incredible. That's what Psalm 150 is. It's an explosion of celebration. Everybody coming together to rejoice, to celebrate, to say, God is great, to say, wow. Just like Bobby's done this week with his sunsets. Just like everybody else does sometimes when they look at a plate of food. <laughs> Just like everybody does when they look at the stars. Wow. It's a culmination. The fireworks that we ooh and are at as we gather not before Cinderella's castle, a made-up fairy tale princess, but we gather before the throne of the King of Kings. We gather before the throne of the one who came because he loves you, that Psalm 117 tells us about. We gather at the foot of the cross where he died, but that he didn't stay on, that he rose again from, and he beat death and he beat sin so that we wouldn't have to suffer for it that we would have eternal life because of his eternal love. Hallelujah. What a saviour. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what does Psalm 150 tell us about gathering to praise? Because that's what we do on a Sunday morning. Sunday morning is gathering to praise. You might have had a horrendous week. You might have had some really disappointing moments. You might have felt really alone and really lost. You might have felt like the week has just been horrendous. You might have felt that the week's been amazing. You might have had the best week ever. You might have just, you might have just had an ordinary week. A week just like every other, especially at the moment. Yeah, every week's pretty much the same, isn't it? Yeah. Did you go anywhere? No. <laughs> well, you can go somewhere a little bit now, but not so far. But it's amazing, isn't it? 
It's about gathering to pray. Sunday morning is the celebration. Whatever has happened, to come and say, praise God. To come and say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's what it's about. It's also about God speaking to you in a different way as well. And make it, maybe this morning already you're aware that God hasn't left you out. That God hasn't forgotten you. That God wants you to run to him. He's not moved anywhere. We're the ones that have run away. He wants us to run into his arms. He wants us to do those things. So let's quickly go through Psalm 150. Okay? Are you ready? It asks four questions, I think it is. Four. <laughs> I got so excited about Psalm 117, I forgot what I was doing. It asks four questions. Firstly, it says, where? Where do you praise him? Where do we praise God? Where? Where? Well, what does Psalm 150 say? Verse 1, it says, praise him in his sanctuary and praise him in his mighty heavens. In the New Living Translation, I think it is, it says praise him under the heavens. It doesn't mean we have to come to church to praise him. Where do we praise him? Everywhere. Whether it's looking at the sunset over Walney, whether it's climbing a mountain. I heard a story yesterday of a couple who came, was it for eight days, Sue? Was it, she's not, she's taking notes feverishly. Was it eight days they came and they climbed up? Four days they came to the Lake District Four and they went up and down Scarfell eight times. Why? Surely once is enough for anybody. Four days and they went up and down it twice. I think that's madness, personally. I think they need to perhaps go and see somebody. But in fairness, they were doing it to raise some money. But I think I would choose different ones. And then I would, because you can imagine by the eighth time, or the eighth, can you imagine? <sighs> not again. Maybe some of you felt there this morning. No, church, not again. You know, eight times up and down, up and down, up and down. But for some people, that's praising God because they get to see the beauty. I can go up the hold and do that. That's quite okay for me. Or I can run out. But getting out into creation, getting out and seeing what God has made and God has done causes us to worship. Don't wait until you come to church. This is just a building. Do it everywhere. In his sanctuary, a place of safety where you can express yourself however you want, or do it out there, under the heavens. That's everywhere. Praise God. Give thanks. We come into the pavilion. We lift our voices in praise. Or we get up on a Monday morning, <laughs> tomorrow morning, and we think, whatever I'm going to face, God, you're with me. Here's my ever-present help <laughs> in times of trouble. Yeah? Sunday morning, praise him in the sanctuary. Monday morning, praise him even if you don't feel like it. Hallelujah. What a saviour. So where do we praise him? Everywhere. Everywhere. But praise isn't just spoken or sung. It can be in your thought life too. It can be what you're thinking about. Alan and Sue Durham said to me, uh, we, we waved at you and beeped at you on Waldy Bridge and you didn't say anything. Corey yesterday waved at me. I think I'm driving with my eyes closed at the moment, is all I can say. I think it's because when I'm driving, I'm usually thinking about other things, especially when I'm on my own. Usually thinking about things, and I'm focused, I'm concentrating. I hope sometimes maybe it's praising God. 
but actually praise him everywhere. God is not a God who is limited. And he's not a God who limits you and me. He's a God who says, praise me, everybody. Praise me everywhere. Do it wherever you are, whether you feel like it or whether you don't. Do you feel limited or restricted this morning? Is life restricting you? Are the things that you're going through causing you to feel hemmed in or crushed down? I would say that if it is, it's our own thoughts and personality that do that. It's not God's, because God says, you're free. I've set you free. God says, it's for freedom that I've set you free. It's for freedom. Or maybe it's other people putting those restrictions on us. Even sometimes it might feel like good people put restrictions on us. Sometimes those restrictions are for our own benefit. But God is not a God who limits. God is a God who invites everybody to the encounter. Jesus came to, share, to set free. Jesus himself shared those verses from Isaiah that we've used quite a lot in this church, that I am anointed to proclaim the good news, freedom for the slaves, freedom for the prisoners, healing for those who are sick, restoration for the things that are broken. That's the God that I love, the God that sets free, that heals, that restores, that says, come on, I don't care right now that you're broken because I can walk with you and I can carry you and I can put you back together. That's the God that I love, available everywhere and available to all. So where do we praise him? Everywhere. Second question, why? Why do we praise him? Verse 2. Verse 2 says this, praise him for his great acts of power and praise him for his surpassing greatness. Uh, I used to go visit my sister in Belper in Derbyshire um, and you had to go through a little town called Matlock Bath. Has anyone ever been to Matlock Bath? Got a few thumbs up. If you ever go through Matlock Bath on a weekend, particularly a Sunday, what do you see? Motorbikes. Absolutely hundreds of motorbikes. And they all walk up and down the street going like this. Nice bike. <laughs> nice bike. <laughs> nice bike. That's what they do. It's a bit of a boring day to spend Sunday, but they do that. Nice bike, nice bike. Because they would even sit on each other's bikes and rev the engine. You know? to say, oh, appreciating the power of that motorbike, yeah? They weren't on a little 25cc scooter. They were on a, you know, it's got that real deep roar. They appreciated that. Or maybe, maybe you go and watch the tigers being fed at the animal park, yeah? When do you most appreciate the tigers at the animal park? It's not when they're lying in the grass and you can't see them, is it? It's when they're jumping for that food, Yeah? Those of you who've been to Park Farm and seen the newsletter, we've got those lambs at the minute, and the time that you know that they're, they're, they're there the most is when they want their food and they're jumping around and even jumping on you now. They're massive. I'm worried about what they're going to be like when they're this big and they're running at me and knocking me over. But anyway, we watch those tigers. We appreciate the power. I watched a David Attenborough thing last week with a polar bear catching a whale, and the power involved in that was amazing. But also, the crew was, were trapped in a storm. And the power of the storm was just quite a scary thing to behold. We appreciate power because it's like either whoa or whoa. Okay? We appreciate power. We admire the power of the bears and their resourcefulness. We admire the power of the engine, but we respect what it can do. Yeah? That's what this verse says. Why do we praise him? Because we admire him for what he's done. 
his power, the creation that flung stars into space, the way that this universe works perfectly. That's incredible. That is not an accident. That is not by accident. What acts of power could you praise God for today? Maybe you'd say, Johnny, I don't know of any. I don't know of any. I don't, I don't know of any power, acts of power that I can appreciate for God. Well, what about this one? Jesus died and rose again. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? He did it for you. What happened when Jesus died and rose again? The curtain, the temple curtain, the heavy, thick fabric of the temple curtain was ripped in half because God was saying, the entry, the entry to me is not closed. It's not just for priests. It's not just for special people or religious people. It's for everyone. The power of that was phenomenal. The earthquakes, the stone rolling away from the tomb, shattering rocks, all to declare at the heart of it what? You matter and I love you. We can admire that power, even if you've never experienced it once. There's one. Remind yourself of it over and over again because he did it for you. He died on that cross for you. He rose again for you. He defeated the powers of sin and death and hell itself. Is that not an act of power we can all admire today? And we can choose to turn into worship. But it wasn't just his power in verse 2. It says, for his all-surpassing greatness. Ross spoke the other week, and she talked about skipping over words. Yeah, skipping over words. Maybe when we got married, it was the obey bit. But skipping over the words. It's not really. <laughs> We're not like that, really. If, if anyone knows us, it's usually me that does the obeying, I think, by the way. That's right, isn't it? That's what I'm supposed to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Skipping over words, we can do that quite easily, can't we? But when we read this Psalm 150, it says, praise God for his, not just his greatness. We can say, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great, but for his surpassing greatness. Think about that for a minute. What does surpassing mean? What does surpassing mean? It means more than. God's greatness is more than great. More than great. It means over and above. God's greatness is over and above. And who's it for? For you and for me. Wow! Greatness. A greatness that goes beyond. You know, God isn't just great. He's greater than. He's more than. He's bigger than. He goes beyond and above. He does over and above. Surpassing greatness. If nothing else you remember from this morning, think this week of a reason to praise God is because his greatness is better than you could even... The, think of the greatest thing you can think of. God is greater. That's what it's saying. Surpassing greatness. Wow. So where do we praise him? Everywhere. Why do we praise him? Because he is more than. Because he has gone beyond. Because he is greater than anything else you can find or experience. God is greater than. And at least one act of power has changed the whole world forever. Forever and ever. Third question. Honestly, I'm getting near the end. For those of you who are getting itchy feet, I'm getting near the end. How do we praise him? With a lot of noise. <laughs> There's Three verses, just full of racket. Full of racket. Praising with trumpets, praising with cymbals. Praise. I'm a lad from Manchester, okay? I never experienced carnivals before I came to Furness. 
You know, those of you who aren't from here or haven't been here for long, I never experienced that experience of sitting in the street waiting for the barracudas to come along with their drums going, doo, 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 doo. and then you'd, wait, you'd see all the disappointing ones you didn't want to see, and then the barracudas would come at the end, and you would hear them about an hour and a half before you saw them. Why did everybody want to see the barracudas? Because they were noisy, because they were excited, because they had energy, because they were just, they were beating those drums, they were dancing, they were on stilts, they had wacky costumes. Wow! How do we praise him? We praise him with exuberance, with color, with energy, with excitement, with spectacular sounds. That's what this verse says as we come together. The fireworks at Disney. Isn't it a shame if people came to church and they went away feeling like it was a real damp squib? <laughs> it's like going to Disney and the fireworks not happening, really. We went, didn't we? We went to Fantasy. Yeah, we, we went to Disney and there was a, we sat there in the rain. We even bought the $5 ponchos, I think it was, wasn't it, Pete? I got asked how old I was. That was good. I was really, but then they said, oh, we have to ask everybody under 40. I think it was at the time. And I was 30, so I was really gutted. But at the end of the night, they made this announcement and went, the show will not be happening tonight. And then they played, drip, 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 little April showers. So we had to come back the next night and see it again. But it's disappointing. God is a God of disappointment. So let's come together and let's praise him. Psalm 150 says, praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him with the trumpets. That is how we're called to praise so that God is noticed. <laughs> and so that we, you know, because it might be in church this morning, some of you don't notice God. So let's wake you up and let's get excited. Praise God. So that people stop and want to join in. That's what happened with the barracudas. People wanted to join in. They were like, oh, where can I get a drum? Where can I get stilts? Where can I get the costume? Some people was one or the all. Anyway, but because he is worthy of our praise. So how? With everything you've got. The full orchestra. It doesn't just say praise him on the trumpet. Stop. Praise him with everything. I don't even really know what a timbrel is. Never seen one. Praise him on the timbrel. Praise him with the symbols, not just one instrument, but with the whole orchestra, with everything you've got. How? Everything. <laughs> Are you getting this this morning? Yeah? I feel like I'm having to work really hard with these masks on, I have to say. I feel like it's, uh, yeah. With everything always. Some of you may have heard of Howard Hughes, the billionaire. He was a reclusive billionaire. And when he died, uh, he had a lot of holdings and money involved in the casinos in Las Vegas. And apparently, in one of the casinos, the, uh, the, the, the manager announced over the tannoy that they were going to stop all the games and they were going to have a minute's silence to remember and to pay respect to Howard Hughes because of all the money he'd given. So for a minute, everything stopped. At the end of the minute, the announcement went like this. Roll the dice again. He's had his minute. How insensitive. But is that how we treat God? Is that how we treat church? I've given my hour. <laughs> Let's go and just do whatever we want now. Let's forget that for the rest of the week. Roll the dice again. He's had his minute. No. Actually, it's everything else that should just get the minute. Is that how we treat God? An hour on a Sunday, a few moments through the week. Let's stop and worship and then okay, back to it. He's had my hour. He's had my time. Right at the heart of his word is his great love, his great faithfulness, his surpassing greatness. 
So as we finish this morning, right at the heart of us, if we say we want to follow God, if we want to believe and follow Jesus, right at the heart of us should be praise, should be adoration, should be worship and love that has never been seen before, that have never been experienced before. There's even two types of symbols clashing and resounding. Not just one. God's for everyone. Whether you're a clashing symbol or a resounding symbol, God is there for you. Whether you have a voice to be proud of, to express praise for God, or whether you haven't, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So everything and everyone. The last verse of the whole Psalms, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Have you got breath? Praise the Lord. Have you got energy? Praise the Lord. There was a Matt Redmond song that had the lines in, I'm breathing the breath that you've given me to breathe to worship you. I'm, I'm, I'm using the breath that you've given me to breathe to worship you. What has God given you this morning? Whatever your situation, whatever your circumstance, what has God given you this morning? He's given you your breath, at the very least. He's given you your very breath that you're sitting on. And in fact, actually, if you've ever watched the Numa series from back in the day, we breathe out and we breathe in, and it's very similar to the name of God as we breathe out and as we breathe in. Yahweh. What has God given you? The air in your lungs. So at the very least, you can give that back. At the very least, you can give that back, yeah? At the very least. So as we finish this soundtrack to our live series, I know I said finish three times and got you a bit excited, but I'm genuine now. I am nearly finished. We can worship God everywhere because he is more than, he is the greater than, and he goes beyond. And because to him you are not an afterthought. You are not forgotten. We can worship him with all that we have. And even if that at the moment is just the breath in your lungs, give it back to him. Turn it back to praise. I'm going to read this verse again. And we're going to do a bit of a response here. We're going to read Psalm 150. And when I say the words, praise the Lord, I want you to say hallelujah, because that's what it means. And I know some of you are sitting there going, oh, no, I hate this. I hate this. I don't want to say anything. You've got a mask on. I can't see if you are doing. But I'll watch the feedback. No, I'll get a video on you. No. You're not filmed, so it doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> okay. So as I read it, I say, praise the Lord. I want you to respond with hallelujah. Because that's what it means. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Psalm 150. Yeah, oh, hold on. Don't jump the gun. Psalm 150. <laughs> well done, Barry. Nice to hear from you this morning. Glad you're listening. It's good. <laughs> we love you, Barry. Right. Psalm 150. You ready? Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. That was our difference slightly, wasn't it? Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, it's, we're getting there, aren't we? Okay, even if I have to make you do it, we're getting there. This morning, I'm going to pray. After the service, there is a prayer response room online. 
It's difficult at the moment in person because of the restrictions, but we'll perhaps do something in a moment. But after the service, if you want to respond, maybe you feel that you were an afterthought. Maybe you feel actually you've never even given God a minute, let alone an hour of your time. Well, today may be the day that you choose to say, actually, I'm going to give him more. I'm going to give him my very breath. And I'm going to choose to say thank you. I'm going to choose to say I'm sorry, but I'm going to choose to say I know that you love me and I want to follow you. This morning, what is your response to the God that has given it all? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word and I thank you for worship. And I pray this morning that we will not forget the things that we've heard today that you want us to hear. At the center of it all is your love and your faithfulness. At the center of it all is the fact that you are a great God that is worthy of our praise. And Father God, as we finish, as we come to the end of our worship this morning, I pray, Lord, that we will know your surpassing greatness, your great love, your mercy that says it doesn't matter what the past has held, but I can hold your future. Father, I pray that you will just speak now and continue to help us to lift your name high. In Jesus' name, amen. During the next song, we are going to take communion if you've brought it. But just a couple of things to help visibly illustrate that as the worship band come up. This bread here is the bread from last week. And it's actually all a bit brittle and not very nice and stale. And if all we do is remember Jesus once a week, then actually our relationship with him won't be very vibrant. It'll go off. (laughs) It'll be hard. It won't be tasty. It won't be a good relationship. So let's not be once a week remembering Jesus. The, 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 The wine or the juice that we drink sometimes comes from grapes. Or maybe you've got cranberry juice. But how do you get juice out of this grape? You have to crush it. And that's what the cross says. That's why we take the cup and the bread. We take the cup to remember the bloodshed that Jesus was crushed so that we wouldn't have to be. So that Jesus was punished so that we wouldn't have to be. And we remember Jesus in this simple way. So even if Next week, you want to bring a grape to crush it and to take it to remember that the blood poured out. Because without crushing it, the grape doesn't turn into wine. Without the wheat being crushed, it doesn't turn into bread. So we're going to take bread, we're going to take wine as we remember his amazing grace. Let's pray for that now. Father God, I thank you that you gave it all. I thank you for your body given for us I thank you for your blood shed for us. And I pray that as we take these symbols of your love, that you will help us to remember you from this day forwards. In your name, amen.